0: Just a small town girl Living
1: in a lonely world She took the midnight
0: Hey, White Sox
2: fans, hey, Raphael Genie here, hosting Southside Sox Mothership Don't Podcast. It's one, two, three. Don't care, but I'm happy you're here. I'm very happy you could join me along with, oh my goodness, I think a half dozen of my very best friends in the whole wide world, all from Southside Sox, personalities you know, writers you know, podcasters you know, and love. Uh, okay, well... um. Introductions include Joseph Reeses and Crystal O'Keefe from, oh my goodness, our very favorite field office of Southside Sox. Dante Jones, keeping it down in the city. Allie Wessel, a little bit farther north, looking a little chilly. Melissa Sage of Bollenbach. I did get it right congratulations to me i think i'll quit now Uh, melissa is joining us as well oh my goodness we have a lot of fun oh yeah adrian serrano yeah he snuck in okay adrian serrano and or cat and musical instruments joining us to talk about well i don't know i don't know what we're gonna talk about um because nothing's been confirmed have 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 we seen anything yet about (laughs) tomorrow's big news apparently that tony the is actually going to accede to the wishes of his actors bet you never thought you'd hear that phrase uh, and uh, never manage again, which doesn't mean he won't be in the dugout for this final weekend, because something tells me he still wants to be able to scoop a little bit of dirt from the batter's box or whatnot. But anyhow, I guess initial reactions to the official word, <laughs> supposedly, I guess, official, unofficial, official, unofficial, unofficial, official word that Tony La Russa is not going to be back managing. And this whole shit show for two years, it's, it doesn't change anything. I can't even believe I'm as, I'm as upbeat as I am for this podcast, but it's just because of you, dear listeners, viewers, and of course, my colleagues at Southside Sox. Joseph Rhesus, uh, initial reactions to whatever the heck this was today from our good friend, Bob Nightingale, the mole inside of the White Sox front office. But he's not a mole because he's out in the open.
1: Well, I'm glad that um, the era is coming to a close, um, and you know, I wish LaRusso the best in terms of his health for sure. You know, it, I, ideally, um, you know, he wouldn't, you know, be forced to not do the job anymore due to his health. But I mean, this is just a situation where he was. Th- this was not a position that he should have had in the first place, and um, the whole way. He got the job with regards to Jerry Reinsdorf you know, forcing his hand on the organization and, and even you know, right after, on, on the heels of that second DUI. Um, just quite literally from start to finish, um, just this hiring just was not the, the right solution for, for the team. Um, they would have been better off Certainly just keeping Rick Renteria as opposed to um, replacing him with La Russa. And, you know, well, I, I wish La Russa the, the best. Um, yeah, I, I'm yeah. Ultimately, this is, yeah, the, uh, at least a small step forward for the White Sox organization.
2: Thank you, Joe. We are recording very late in order to give Allie Wessel time to cool down from the Chicago Bears game earlier today. We believe she has cooled down, but she may cuss. We'll see. Allie, if you can focus for a bit on Tony LaRusa um, just again, response to, again, official, unofficial, official word that he will not be back.
5: Yeah. Um, why is Bob Nightingale the one that's reporting this? Um, I, I'm still a little confused as to why this big thing is not being told by the actual front office. Um, Yeah, I think, obviously, like Joe said, like, I wish him well, I, I hope he's healthy. But I just think it's a little odd that it's coming from Bob and not not the front office itself. So
2: yeah, well, that's the White Sox front office, or who knows the beat writers, they want to break their own news. Uh, They tell as, uh, I mean, anybody who suffered through my recap today, I apologize, but I don't care. Sorry, I don't care. I had to write the story. So those are my feelings. I hope maybe some of you out there can sympathize with what I'm going through, even though I'm probably a longer time fan than you are. Uh, But this is just one of the games they play that they're going to plant information when they want to. It's just manipulative, It's sort of disgusting. And I, for one, finally, again, have reached a point where I am I am actually embarrassed to be a White Sox fan. So let's continue hosting Brett Valentini and let's move on to Melissa Sage who who is uh, going to weigh in on her initial reactions who I believe Melissa has admitted that when Tony was hired she was one of those who was enough on the fence to be like hey you know let you know let, let's see how this goes cuz you never know. And frankly we didn't know. We can't really say we knew. But uh, uh Melissa now <laughs> two years hindsight how are you feeling today with the official unofficial official news?
4: Um It's it's it is bittersweet in a way for me because when we were handed it, right, we had no choice; it was given to us. So I I I wanted it. I really wanted it to to succeed. I wanted it to do well. I I saw the potential that it could have really really been an awesome, exciting thing, and the fact that it took a left turn and went so poorly (laughs) like it it there wasn't it wasn't even like a neutral thing I mean it just it went off the rails and so for me it's I'm glad it happened but I'm sad that it happened at the same time so it's like this weird kind of emotion that I have of because that like first time I remember going to the the uh, game in 2021 on a Sunday and they were in the 83s and I was just like nostalgic and it was cool and, and now I'm just sad about it. And so it's, you know, who knows what the future is going to hold, but hopefully it will hold something better than what this was. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and not to page through the scrapbook of nightmares that these last two years have been. And, of course, hey, last year was all right. They're in the playoffs. You can't really complain too much, although the situation with Tony was a nightmare. I'm sorry, uh, Tony. But think about the fact that the White Sox knew that this man had been arrested again for DUI, knew it, of course, didn't tell us. And then when it came out, they're like, yeah, we knew. It wasn't if they couldn't even lie. They're going to throw him under the bus. Lord knows St. Tony can't be thrown under the bus. Like, yeah, well, you know, we just decided to go ahead with it. He had us over a barrel. Those photographs he was going to release. Uh, okay, well, I was, um, again, if you read the recap, I was clearly banging my head plenty today, but uh, maybe not the way Crystal O'Keefe was. Iron Main, it is. I was not banging my head to Iron Man, but she's here with us to discuss. She is fresh in the news. She is excited about this news. It's like it's fresh to her. It's not 10 a.m. the way we all heard it from Bob Nightingale during the football blackout. <laughs> the White Sox decided to release the news with a very typical. Crystal, um, well, I don't know, you've written a couple of Tony Lewis articles <laughs> How are you feeling right a couple?
6: now. <laughs> um I there are two sides to this coin. One awesome hell yeah like don't let the door hit you on the way out like get the fuck away from chicago please but then there's the side of me that's like but they're just gonna hire somebody completely incompetent like we're gonna get aj as our player manager and it's gonna suck or we're gonna get miguel again for five years and he's not any better he's still under the teachings of tony (laughs) So it's like, well, cool. I hope you're fine with Ozzy being your new manager. Like, They're going to find a way to screw it up no matter what. So we're just going to be in this constant cycle of hating the manager. But like, bye, Tony. Goodbye. I won't miss you. I hate you. You should have never been in
2: first place I'm surprised Crystal Your yeah. your take is super optimistic because you did not even mention Paul Canero the next manager Canerco of the Chicago White Sox so I um, mean
6: I could throw like nine or ten names out that I'm just like they're gonna hire this person and we're all gonna be pissed except for like Ken Woe but
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter so Ooh, ouch all right I'll bleep that uh yeah okay um all right, uh, Dante. Hey, you're tight with Tony. You're writing him up for our report card in the postseason, et cetera. And let me guess. Depending on what order we go, if we go in order of from the A's to the F's, you got a long time to wait. But if we start with all the bad stuff to get all the bad news out of the way, you might be leading off, uh, Dante. But uh, I miss the um, you know Bears, Sox, et cetera. You know, just how's the way, how's the
3: Tony Lurissa news coming out to you? I mean, as the like as the person that screamed, let's effing go when I heard the news to her in my morning walk. Um, there's a lot to build from. There's a lot we need to work on at like the team needs to work on as an organization. But very big first step. I hope Tony gets well. I hope he can live a healthy however long he gets to live life. But as long as he does that at least a thousand miles away from White Sox, we good. Like I never want. I don't want to see Tony La Russa wear any color that the White Sox wear ever again. Like I'm, I'm recap. I'm rereading my piece on La Russa's potential retirement. And La Russa is 156 and 135 as manager of the White Sox since 2021, which, um, you know, that's pretty close to 500 as a manager. Miguel Cairo's 15 and 14 since taking over this season. Neither one of them needs to be managing the white, like needs to be managing. I've always like I've said ever since AJ Hinch got hired, give me Sandy Alamore Jr. They're not gonna give me that. We're gonna get like Kristen <laughs> said, we're gonna get Ozzy. I made a joke the other day that we're gonna get Philip Humbler because he threw a perfect game. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Mark Burley. Like
0: Pitching no coaches. matter
3: what, they're gonna they're just gonna do it to give us someone that has absolutely no business being manager. Mm. I've said it from the beginning, Tony La Russa should have never been considered. The reason I believe this report so much is that the same person that reported Tony becoming the White Size oh. manager is reporting that Tony oh, yeah. is retiring. So there's always a safety blanket and Mr. Bob likes to think that Shohei Otani visiting, I mean, that, uh, Ben Verlander visiting Japan is a great thing. All those people, I, I, you know, I'll give him his credit. Him and Tony LaRusso seem like the best friends. Makes sense because they both live in Arizona when they're not be- busy being shitheads.
2: <laughs> Yet you remained upright on the walk. You didn't have such a celebration. You fell down. You just started, you melted into a puddle of giggles. Uh, I, lo- I, I love the visual uh, Dante, and I'm happy for you that you got that good news on the walk, and you picked up to about a 15 mile an hour pace. Awesome, um, Adrian Serrano, um, you are uh, you're batting cleanup or whatever it is. Uh, your thoughts, your 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 feelings about this uh, this this two year uh, debacle, or certainly this one year 2022 debacle.
7: I mean, not unexpected at all that we haven't heard anything from the White Sox about nope. it officially, but you know, very telling that since, you know, the Dan Bernstein thing came out, like, last week or a week and a half ago, whenever, that Tony wasn't coming back. Like, there's been zero attempt also by the team to nope. deny it or say, hey, we haven't made that decision or nothing's been decided. So, like, it's – it's like you said, it's it's gross that they play these games rather than just be open. And, like, you know you can't get fired. Jerry's not going to fire you guys. So, like, you could say <laughs> what you want and uh be okay. But just the way that they fight, have to play these games is kind of – um Yeah, it's just, it's gross and embarrassing as a team. I'd made a joke, uh, the Braves just won 100 games. I'm like, if the White Sox uh, win 80, I'll make them a big, you know, display of 80 and all the players around it to celebrate. (laughs) Um, I am kind of worried about, like, we were subjected to this last two years as fans because Jerry was sad that he let Hawk Harrelson fire Tony, and like, now you know, Jerry's got to think that he almost killed this man. So what are we going to be subjected to, to make it up karmically to Tony going forward? And I don't know if any of us can, can survive that next thing, but I wish him well. It's kind of fitting that his last game as the White Sox manager, he lost to the team that decided to not have him be around anymore. Cause he did such a terrible job of building that franchise. So like, it's just a perfect uh, inception of failing for a formerly, you know, great Hall of Fame guy. Yeah. Post career.
2: I don't know how long we're going to go, but we'll take a break now just so we get out of the way, whether we go for hours or, or mere minutes. Oh, and everybody shakes their head and says, God, no, please don't. We don't want to we don't wanna have to listen to you any longer than we have to, Brett. But let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute and we'll talk more about something. I don't know, a manager or something like that.
0: Hold on.
2: hey White Sox fans that was a quick minute wasn't it because this stuff is just scooting by you cannot get enough Tony LaRussa news Tony LaRussa drama and White Sox just smacking you in the side of the face uh behavior which is ha- well listen you've probably never known another way unless you became a fan maybe in 2005 I, that wasn't a very brutal year that was grinder ball man that was awesome oh, and so long ago um Uh, Not really sure where to go next, but let's, um, let's take a page out of the uh, tone of what I wrote. I don't care. You know, it's not because I wrote it, it could be uh, Dante again, thanks for the uh, quick piece today on Tony sort of getting the news out uh, on Tony, you know, again, for what we knew, which is still nothing, we still know nothing officially, maybe because Tony's fighting, he says, No, I'm not listening to my doctors, I am managing, you have to let me I have the pictures uh but uh, part of the tone of what i wrote is just uh, the despondency of being a, a white sox right now and i don't expect everybody to be there maybe i'm the only one there which is fine no one has to parrot my feelings but i'm just curious uh about the amount of where you're feeling everybody here is sort of different ages different uh, certainly different in their fandom uh and different in their willingness to forgive <laughs> i admit i've been okay with the white Sox pretty much this point today it hit me i thought what in the hell am i doing what am I doing with this team? Uh, curious to know just what the visceral reaction is. It can be the media angle of it, of, of how manipulative the White Sox can be, how how little they want to share, the fact that they made this hire in the first place. Uh, it's just sort of your um, your general emotional uh, state towards this team right now. I know we've been building toward it all year with these podcasts, but now that it's sort of here and it's flushed, deep breath, uh, where's that, better, worse?
7: I've come to terms a little bit with like, Man, 2005 was great, but I'm starting to really like, man, 2005, the way it was just so just happenstance and they didn't actually really earn any of it in a way, Like, you know, none of their decisions leading up to that were the decisions that should be rewarded with success that they had that it's kind of left us in this hole of asking for more. And people are like, Whoa, you know, they didn't have to do that in 2005, you know, getting yelled at by Chuck Garfine online for, you know, whatever you happen to say, like, well, I don't like bunts. Like, well, they bunted a lot in 2005. Oh, like, huh. I don't care what they did like, in <laughs> 2005. Like, you know, the, the Braves are, I think going to finish top three and run scored and they're going to have zero <laughs> sacrifice bunts on the season. <laughs> like, like zero, like you don't have to, there's other okay. ways to score runs. Uh, without giving up outs. But um I haven't quite hit the numbers you have, but I'm definitely 30 plus years into this, you know, fan base myself, you know, rooting for them. And it's just been a lot of accept less for some reason. And usually it ends up being that the organization's making you feel like it's somehow your fault as the fan for not rooting hard enough or attending hard enough or going, I still have two games left this year. And I just, I don't have it in me. I don't know if it even show up, you know. Like I have the tickets, but like whether I go or not, I don't know. You know, I still a game time decision, and that's kind of what's left me. Like talk to me in May if I have any excitement for next year's team. Yeah. Like there's some players I still really love. I love watching Alon Jimenez play baseball. I hope that um, you know him and Luis Robert can stay healthy because I think that they're both very exciting players. But like you know, I got to see it first. And like, that's basically where I am with this organization. I have to see it first. Like, stop telling me what you're going to do and just do it. And, you know, have a real managerial search. If you're not going to interview at least, you know, five to six candidates, then, you know, just stop lying and pretending that you care about winning. You don't. Just go back to doing whatever you want to do and, uh, you know, let us have our, you know, tempered expectations.
2: The direct fan shaming and the f- fan even gaslighting, you could argue, uh, that's a newer wrinkle. Uh, again, I don't think I'm in denial about my past as a white sex fan. Even Adrian, you can speak to a, a number of years as well. Uh, and, and granted, media is more savvy now, social media and all that, sure. But uh, the idea that it is our fault. And they don't even they don't even sugarcoat that anymore. That's it's very transparent is, uh, man, that's just that makes your heart. It used to be
7: it used to be like through guys like Rick Tallender, like they would like, I'll give you I'll give you a little bit extra. You fight our battle and tell the fans that they're bad. And like, but it never was coming directly from the team like it does now. Now it's they'll just get up there and tell you like, well, you guys shouldn't have wanted it so bad. You know, maybe if you didn't want it so bad, Tony would have been better. And you mm-hmm. should
2: have been nicer to Tony and we would have won more games. Mm-hmm. They rip it right off the teletype and hand it to Bob Nightingale. All right, other reactions from from folks here. Going along with
1: that, yeah, I, I was surprised with the section in the Nightingale article a little bit about, um, especially with the, given like just a couple of short years ago, like as this window was opening up, like Han had the bold statement at SoxFest, like answering the question of, you know, it's something along the lines of you know are you satisfied with what you've you built for the for this team moving forward and he said ask me after the parade and I mean so like I mean the, the general manager literally said that quote like I, I don't know if how I don't know the fans are somehow at fault for anything maps. I, I I don't know. But it, it, on a general level yeah and it, it's I'm kind of numb right now. I, I I'm not feeling like overly uh overly upset I, I don't know i just like when when the i found myself like when the guardians you know had that um instagram live like celebration after clinching the division and they were like clowning the white Sox. Mm-hmm. not only in during that like celebration but like the guardians like social media team i found myself thinking to myself like you know i, I should care about this but yep. I, I don't really care because they completely deserve it and the white Sox they set themselves up for 2022 to be like right in the middle of of a somewhat extended period of contention um and they kind of just fell flat on their face and um yeah um not i'm not feeling like really a strong emotion in any particular way i'm just you know kind of you know i I think i'm at the acceptance point and of the the um grieving process and and just i'm okay with that for now
2: (laughs) Joe, take a sip of, from a glass of water. I have to tell you, this is bad news. I got delivered to you. You sound like someone who is rooting for the rebuild to fail. Okay. Other reactions f- uh, from today's news, whatever it was, why is that saying confirming things? anything? we could just, this could be the, this could be a phantom podcast, invisible podcast.
6: So I have a very quick aside, just because Adrian reminded me when he said, Aloy, today in my son's baseball game, he was like, I'm going to hit one to the fence and I'm going to be like, Eloy Jimenez and I was like okay cool but then he like went out and immediately got injured so I was like well you were like him that's for certain um so it was painful um but anyway we've talked about this before I think covering this team at length and especially as much as I do and just have like digging into these numbers and digging into how they're producing and not producing I think it has just bummed me out more than anything to the point where I was like not only do I love October because it's spooky season but the White Sox are done and I don't have to watch them for mm-hmm. a couple of months yeah. and maybe I can enjoy my life a little bit more
2: yeah you deserve a crystal
5: yeah. So, um, I'm not with Joe in the acceptance phase of grieving. Um, I'm really angry and I think my anger has just gotten worse. Um, I've mentioned this in, in the Slack this week. I've been reading Moneyball and, um, they've alluded to Tony La Russa's like unwillingness to change with the Oakland A's and Kenny Williams making bad trades, specifically the Ray Durham trade and like, that just sparked more anger in me because these are people that 20 years later are still involved in our organization. So like if you were unwilling to do good things or move as the game was changing back in 2002 and now we're in 2022 and it's still the same thing, like why, why are we still doing this? And I think my anger is just even more heightened because I really bought in and dove in to like White Sox baseball and really following the team very closely last season. And so like I bought into Rick Hans bullshit. Like I bought into the rebuilds going to work, like talk to me after the parade. Like I just, yeah, I so like to be let down like this after being sold something that was supposed to be so great is just so frustrating And on top of that, like, to the point of their, like, deceptiveness and, like, not really telling us anything, like, I fully recognize as a fan, I'm not owed anything. Like, you know, the moves you make or the things that go on behind the scenes, like, I'm not owed anything. But at the same time, if you're going to make statements or side comments or things like that, like, don't say you don't want a situation to be distracting and then proceed to just, like, let rumors fly, just address it and move on. Because at that point I am, I, I do feel like I'm owed something. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say uh, me and Joe, but apparently me, Joe and Adrian, uh, furious about the rate Durham trade. One of my favorite players of all time. And that was bad trade. No way around. That was bad trade. He still had, he has still life in him. Uh, what a ball player. God, <sighs> white socks. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, Dante, Melissa, rock, scissors, paper for uh, who goes next on uh, reaction.
4: So I, I can empathize with pretty much everything that everyone has said. I think throughout the season and the last month or so, we've all been at those different phases that we've kind of all talked about. But right now, I, what I'm feeling is I'm kind of feeling foolish mm. and duped. Like, I feel like I'm a smart White Sox fan and, and that overall, like our base is pretty smart. Um, but we were all like at a really vulnerable Point, I guess and we were sold this bill of goods and I just feel so I feel like questioning myself like how did I fall for that like I, I don't know like I, how how did I believe what they were trying to sell me when I know the history of this organization really well because I've been a fan for 40 plus years like we know the kind of sneaky things that they pull and how they operate and it was like We should have seen this coming. Like, how did we not see this coming? And so that's where I'm at right now is kind of feeling like questioning myself. And and I shouldn't be questioning myself because I know, I know, I know stuff.
2: (laughs) So. Crystal is the the psychology, she's our psychologist on staff, uh, but I'm going to speak for her and say, I think we call that Stockholm syndrome. They've weakened us to the point where now we, we know not to say no. And so of course, Let's rebuild. Of course, Tony La Russa. Uh, okay. Um, Dante, give me a shot.
3: All right. So, you know, there's a song by Beyonce called break my soul. And she says, you won't break my soul. And yeah, the White Sox will not break my soul at this point because no, I like Ali said, I'm too young to not be just in anger mode right now. I'm 26. I've been dealing with this team for 26 years and only about, Nineteen of them willingly, so I have plenty of time to become just Stockholm's. But no, like I've been saying it for months. The scene was like I, in the predictions. I was the one that, I was one of the ones that said they're not going to the World Series, let alone win a World Series. I knew that. Like as much as people, we try to talk ourselves into saying manager doesn't manage that matter that much in baseball. He won't kill us that badly. <laughs> It'll be fine. It was not fine. It never reached the point of even okay. Like 2021 was great. Got to see Louary do really good things that apparently gave him a three-year contract for a ridiculous amount of money for his skill set. You know, all that great stuff. Then I get to see the White Sox, even though they saw that the Houston Astros, the standard of the AL for the last half decade, they keep getting better. All these other, like, look at Aaron Judson and Yankees. White Sox ain't being them at playoffs. We already seen what Cleveland did to us this year. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the Seattle Mariners jersey right now. I've said it before. Hula Rodriguez and them were just in the White Sox in Seattle probably, like at Safeco or T-Mobile Park, I guess. But, like, the amount of just not trying to get better, and I hate the idea of blaming fans. No fan has anything to do with the White Sox ineptitude and the lack of trying. Like earlier this year, the Cincinnati Reds owner, his son, one of the Castellinis, yep. basically said, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Stop rooting for us. Mm-hmm. And that's how all of these fan, these owners and people in leadership feel. Yeah. They're like, what are you gonna do? Stop, yeah. you're gonna leave? You dedicate time, money, and effort to us. Me and our good friend, Zach, both have, we have season tickets, we got a season ticket packages together. We skipped plenty of games. Mm-hmm. We chose the Chicago Sky over the Chicago White Sox because mm-hmm. at least I can see a winner if I'm watching Sky games.
2: Yeah, Castellini said said that we were like we we're all like what? Who said that? Well, hold on. <laughs> Our guy didn't say that. Well, hold on a second. Okay, now we know. All right, in captivity here, as we're being held hostage in the Southside Sox podcast room, I believe. Listen, I'm the oldest, so I will I will take the guard out. I will tackle the guard, and you got to follow Dante. Maybe Allie, Follow them out. They got the spirit. Follow them out to daylight, and just get or don't. I don't know. We're all Sox fans. Where are we going? I'm going. We're, we're
3: coming back. Don't worry. We will we're be back. back this. Okay. It, it, like next year, I will be like on these podcasts. That will not change. It's just the idea of knowing. Like you have to at least be able to admit to yourself that you're rooting for a trash organization.
2: <sighs> oh my goodness! We have the title of the podcast. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. So we are rooting for the tr- this trash organization. And listen, we're still talking. Might as well be Wizard of Oz. I don't know if it's a black and white portion or color, because we don't know anything yet. White Sox haven't confirmed a thing. We don't know what's going on. Maybe there's gonna have a big brunch tomorrow uh, for the last uh, home series. And that's the big news. So we are going to be back with the podcast tomorrow night to discuss it more and further. It might be a longer one right now. We're you're just spitting in the wind at this point. This is the same stuff we've been oh talking about for, I don't know, weeks, years, decades, well, some of us decades. Um, so let's, uh, let's wind this up with a little speed round, but hang with us because uh, tomorrow night we'll have more, maybe even seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Maybe it'll be a whole room of captive Southside Sox writers just stuck podcasting. What else can they do? They just must podcast. Uh, we'll take plenty of time tomorrow in doing that. Let's do a little speed round here. And what I need to know from everybody is, uh, is this true? Is this actually going to happen? And then also the second part, a little more complicated, but you can still answer quickly, are they actually going to conduct a real managerial search? Uh, let's reverse it. We're going to start with Adrian Serrano at my bottom. Didn't sound right Adrian um,
7: Tony's not coming back. They're not going to have a real search. I don't know who it's going to be. I just I no longer have it in me to try and pretend to know or predict what the team that signed Tony reverse 10 years after he retired. Is going to do with their managerial search. So
2: I have a feeling that might be the common. I hope it's
7: it's somebody worth having, but like it's probably going to be somebody. We're we're hoping for a Ricky Renteria type. Yeah. Like that's the goal.
2: Uh, Yeah. That'd be like, yeah, thank goodness. Uh, One prediction uh, AJ Hinch's uh, autograph will be on the release, whoever it is. Uh, Dante, uh, those two questions, please.
3: Tony's not coming back. They're not going to conduct a real manager search. Be prepared for a White Sox. Legend, because how I many legend, how much of a legend can you be with only one ring and like a few championships? I mean, a few playoff wins to show for it. But prepare for, as we've said before, Paul Kernerko to become the manager of the White Sox. Also, side note: the White Sox played a baseball game today, and we have not talked about it once because they don't deserve it. Because who gives mm-hmm. a shit?
2: Yep, that's sort of how the recap was. well man, I threw a couple highlights in, and I didn't feel good about it. Crystal those questions.
6: So Tony saw your joke about halfway to April Fool's Day. So he's actually staying, but he is hiring assistant manager Chuck Garfine to come in.
2: (laughs) Bench coach Pito. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, Melissa. Oh, that, that was a twist. I like it, Crystal. Okay. Melissa, where are you at?
4: Yeah. Tony's not coming back and be prepared for Ozzie Gian because apparently he knows the team better than anyone I heard today. <laughs> so yeah, this, this team will not conduct a real search. We, I'm trying to think of a time when I actually felt like they really conducted a real managerial search. And I, I mean, it's been so long. I, I can't remember it. It was
2: Ozzy. It was Ozzy 2004. And even that one got upturned because Cito Gaston was a choice. And then Ozzy came in hungover and won Ken Williams over cause he cussed at him. So yeah, that was so- sort of like not real, but you know, yeah. um, boy, I had a, I had a point that I forgot it because I had to make yet get another joke. Allie, uh, please answer.
5: Um, no, Tony is not coming back. Um, I think they've given him a gracious way to bow out without actually having to fire him. Um, I think, given that Jerry Reinsdorf, Kenny Williams, and Rick Hahn are going nowhere, and apparently Tony LaRusso is going to be some kind of special assistant overseer person um, next season. Uh, there will be an internal hire and I wouldn't be surprised okay. if they just say, Miguel, you did the last portion of the season. Have, have your, have the job.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, my point was, uh, sorry, I'll insert it here. Uh, I was on the zoom uh, when uh, Ricky was uh, fired and uh, right off the top, r- almost right after he said, yes, uh, Rick said, uh, we decided to part ways with Ricky. Like literally the next thing he said was and Ozzie gain has been told he is not as part of the search. He is not. And so <laughs> I don't know what's changed. We'll see. But he knows the team so well. Maybe Rick will come to his um, senses, Rickon, and say, oh, man, he knows the team better than anyone. He does that dance. He falls asleep. He cusses them out. It's wonderful. Uh, OK, Joe, we're probably going to have a, a second bonus round. But, Joe, give me your answers to those two questions.
1: Uh, no, Tony will not be back as manager. And no, they will not have a real managerial search. So not a ton to add there. Just a small pleat for the White Sox, um, you know, upper management, just leave the O five 5 team. Let, let, let them be, just let me enjoy them and have my nostalgia. Don't do anything to wreck it oh. by hiring someone connected to that team. Just <sighs> let them be.
2: First, I got Joe drinking a glass of water. Now I got him shedding a tiny tear over the fact that he's in denial that 2005 White Sox will be running the team going forward. Joe, I'm coming right back at you. Another quick speed round, and that is give me the White Sox legend who will be the next manager of the Chicago White Sox. Go. Ozzie. (laughs) Okay, Allie, who is it? You said Miguel, but okay, Jose Abreu. right, Jose Abreu okay uh melissa coming back to you
4: i'm gonna throw out one that we haven't really heard but i mean i'm surprised frank thomas <laughs> i mean why not big frank come on to too. I so.
2: <laughs> the team will be so virile oh my goodness uh okay crystal who's it gonna be
6: um <laughs> <laughs> you have to answer i know it's gonna be aussie <laughs>
2: Ozzy and his whole clan because they endeared themselves so well to the the first time around. Uh, Okay, um, Dante, who you got? I
3: guess Frank Thomas and? There we go. So I'm just going to go with, like I said, it's going to be like Paul Canerco or Mark Burley. Like They're going to bring Mark Burley out of the woods from his hunting trip and he'll come sit on the bench for a season or two and then they'll let frank do it and then they'll let paulie do it and you know maybe they'll even like go to the OA team, throw alexi ramirez in there or something cuban connection all right uh okay um adrian you kicked this off so it's
2: only fair that uh you gotta be the anchor anchor man here and uh tell me who it's gonna be which legend Drake la <laughs>
7: We're gonna go the opposite. We're gonna go. We <sighs> gotta go younger. We need leadership on this team. And when I think of young leadership, I think of Drake Laroche.
2: I can promise you, I will not be back doing podcasts. to retire, and gonna they're gonna manager. retire number twelve for him. He's a real
6: man now. He's married. He's ready to manage.
2: Yeah, he's Wait, he's got old? Ex- he's got experience. He was pitching for some you know community college or junior college or something. Oh yeah, yeah. He probably got five to six, six kids by now. I don't know. They gotta keep the compound. Uh, populated yeah well listen I'm tearing up I can't believe that uh, all of my um, six delightful guests um, made me happy enough to not want to end my White Sox fandom because boy today's been a weird and hard day and who knows tomorrow you may get just the depressed droning uh, it could or it just could just be an emo podcast um,
6: tomorrow. can you be. end this podcast with it's so hard to say goodbye by boys to men why
2: Please. not why not just all right,
6: play it off when we, we're okay. editing. Just
2: all right, okay, keyboard cat, play us off. It is boys the men yeah. bringing us home? uh We'll be back most likely tomorrow night. If I'm still a White Sox fan, I'll be hosting. If not, whoop, hit Pirate Podcast. Let's do it. Uh, no matter what, we'll be talking about something, whatever happened at the God you know, brunch <laughs> slash press conference at Sox Park today. And, you know, maybe they'll play a game we'll talk about. Probably not. Uh, and maybe all six of these wonderful people will be back with me. Uh, if not, who knows? More people, maybe even new podcasters. Who's to say? Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, Dante, Joe. I don't know. I'm going to run out of time. Sorry, I can't thank everybody again. But we'll be back tomorrow night. Hang with us. We'll be back. but hey. for